Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Fall Summit podcast. We're going to have a wee chat today uh, about mobility and that's our we're going to sort of dive into mobility a bit because I think we've kind of chatted about it in classes a bit and here and there but I think we need to have a little bit of a bigger discussion about mobility. Well hey, we're here. So Rory, first question, what is mobility? Well, uh, mobility is what we think about is like the degrees of freedom around a joint which basically just means like how far a joint can move so if you think about your elbow if you pull yourself into as close as possible with the elbow and then you open it all the way up that would be all the degrees of freedom you can have with that elbow um somewhere over 90 degrees okay so from that full 180 open to all the way closed and that's how we th- sort of think about mobility it's it's really about the joints rather than the idea of flexibility where you're just thinking about um you know you people often sort of think, think about length of muscles like i've got a short hamstrings that kind of thing which possibly a misunderstanding of it but mobility is really just not thinking about the muscles individually but thinking about the joints because they're kind of the important part um, and they're the ones we want to make sure that we've got full range of motion on. Um, I think a lot of people will probably think about their ankles as one of the areas that don't have masses of mobility in, and they may notice that as soon as they start to learn to squat. So can you maybe give some like common examples that we see from members in the gym of areas that they like people struggle with their mobility with and what are the things that they can do to help improve it? I like ankles would probably be my first port call. Um, I think it's really good to think about like from the ground up, you know, um, one of the first movements you do when you come in the gym is a squat and the squat requires mobility from your uh, ankles, knees, hips. And then if you start to move into the more complex squats, like the overhead squat and the front squat, it requires mobility from further up the chain. Um, and that's why overhead squats are so hard, yeah, right? Like yeah. <laughs> that's why we get to them and people are like, oh, these are tough. And yeah. it's because it doesn't just require the lower half of your body's mobility which for some people is tricky in the first place it were then adding in even more areas that we might need to work on yeah to smooth that out I, th- I think often like uh, you know these sort of mobility requiring movements are quite humbling because instead of it you know you might have like a 200 kilo back squat but you can only overhead squat you know 60 kilos and that sort of thing is super common because people don't have first of all the mobility um and once you've got that mobility you need strength across that range of motion um you'll you'll see you know a really good example is like powerlifters powerlifters have reduced mobility which for their sport is an advantage because they just can't go any lower so it kind of has a physical stop when they go down in their squat and then they they power back up from that point however not having mobility long term i think is probably one of the one of the downsides of those sort of specialisms potentially if you want to watch those guys like maybe try and put their socks on (laughs) yeah those like some of those mobility tests like just putting on your clothes um can be uh can be quite illuminating but yeah so like you know thinking about the squat is a really good example of mobility you know we need ankle uh flexion we need to be able to get our knee out over our toes because if you don't your squat is going to be seriously difficult you're going to have to send your butt all the way back into another county um to be able to get down into that depth and then you're going to have to send your chest forward which has all these knock-on effects so like starting from the ground up ankles first port call um for most people knees are just they're a they're a dumb hinge a kind of thing like people don't usually have mobility restriction in the knee unless they've had a really specific injury um because it is just a really simple hinge 
the ankle however is a much much more complex joint because you've got eversion inversion you've got roll um you've got flexion extension it's not just a simple hinge and that's why it's a bit more complex and then moving up the chain you've got the hips and the hips are kind of the i would say the the epicenter of the power but also the epicenter of most of the mobility restrictions for people um i you know when anyone says they've got a bad back you start looking at their hip mobility for the most part because that's usually a good indicator of where that bad back is coming from um i think like that sort of leads us into longevity um and mobility as a focus you know i think in the short term it's like oh, i want to get better overhead squats i want to get you know all these different movements and i think you know if that's your motivator for working on your mobility great um but long term we just want to make sure that we've got full mobility around all of our joints because it's they're not going to improve on its own as you get older. i was literally about to say that i was like mobility is one of those things where like if you leave it alone, it's not going to magically improve <laughs> improve itself. If you want to, let's say, get your elbows higher on a front squat, that's something that you need to actively put the effort and the time in to work towards. Yeah, it's the same as strength training. It's, you know, you, you, like you don't get faster at running your 5K if you don't run. You don't get stronger at your squat if you don't squat. You don't get better mobility if you don't mobilize. Um, and I think we've all fall, fallen victim of like, getting too into our training and not into our mobilizing sometimes and you start to suddenly find little injuries creeping in little niggles creeping in and it's usually because you've just you know you've used all of that tissue you've used all your 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 joints quite a lot and you've maybe just restricted them a little bit through all of that use and you just need to try and restore some of that it's kind of like give and take um so there's like a maintenance element of mobility as well uh long term but you know uh, it's kind of like you know trying to swim up a really like slow moving river if you don't swim at all, you're going to go backwards. Yeah. If you swim real hard, you've got a good chance of getting up that river. It's going to be hard work and you're going to have to be persistent because if you take the foot off, you know, if you stop, if you stop swimming, you're going to start to move backwards. And that's just kind of how it goes with mobility. A lot of us have got, you know, whether from injury or just from the way we've always moved, a lot of us have uh, predispositions to mobility restrictions. Um, I'm sure she wouldn't mind me calling her out. Polly's got the predisposition to having a really tight left ankle. You know, that comes from an injury and that's resulted in how, like, that's affect how she's moved over the past 10, 20 years. And that's then resulted in something that now requires a lot of work to try and correct and get into a place where it's good because that's had a knock-on effect up the chain. Um, and I think that's, you know, something not to disregard. I think that's one of the things that's really um, kind of opened my eyes over the past few years is just, how when you start digging into a movement dysfunction or um or a restriction or or something that someone's really struggling with you then find that like down at the you know the ankle or the the hip or the knee or you know you've got this injury that was 10 years ago that didn't quite get resolved but they didn't think it was an issue and now they're starting to ask a little bit more of their body and they're training a bit harder it suddenly becomes far more illuminated um so yeah the, the longevity side of things is like just deal with stuff now before it's too it's like later on in the game um because you know if, if you've ever listened to your uh your parents or your parents parents tell you about all the little aches and pains and niggles and or watch them get up off a chair um or you know put their socks on there's you know there's a reason why those little funny plastic things for sliding your shoes on exist and it's old people trying to get loafers on um you know i i don't ever want to have to use a special tool to put shoes on 
I've got I've got hands. They're really good. <laughs> so I guess like we don't uh, talk about mobility class lots and lots apart from maybe recommending some of you guys to come along to it. Some of that is because mobility isn't as immediately sexy as gymnastics class or weightlifting class or just the general CrossFit fun uh, that we get on with. <laughs> the two Ellie's get all the sexy classes to do, throwing weights around and throwing yourself around on the bar. It's not fair. I mean, Els's first love is mobility too. So yeah, it's true actually. Um, <laughs> but like, can you let people who maybe are like mobility curious. Mobility curious. Yeah. Like, can you chat a bit about like how that class works and what happens in the class? Um, I guess like for a lot of people, so just a side or another recommendation is we use an app. Do, is it called GoWod? Is that the one we use? Yeah. Um. And Rui and I try and do it together a couple of days a week. And the reason it's great is because we do it and it works. And I guess you can have all the good intentions in the world. But ultimately, if you just have to sign up to the class and come to the class, like because that means you show up and you do it, then that's it working the best. But yeah, do you want to tell folk a bit more about like what it is you actually do in that class for yeah. people who haven't uh, So the mobility class itself is mostly i want people to come out of it with a toolkit of ways they can manage their own mobility um like one one hour session a week is going to be a good starter kit for you know moving your mobility along um but what i want you to get out of that class is a toolkit for you know managing niggles and you know joint restrictions over the years to come uh so what we really focus on is like you know there is some stretching in there um, but we kind of treat the stretching a little bit more like you treat some bodybuilding. You're doing sets, you're doing time durations, uh, or maybe repetitions or holds in certain stretches. Um, and the focus there is on like, you know, picking, say, a movement like the squat, is, you know, following on that example we've been using so far, and looking at how we can improve the squat. Um, what are the different elements that we can play about with uh around the ankles around the hips and, and and trying to help people get better range of motion for the movements that we do in crossfit because for most of us that's why we want to go and do mobility it's it's you know in the same way that we always say when we're doing the on-ramp sessions it's like focus on getting stronger faster fitter all that sort of stuff you know that's the good sexy stuff that you want to work on just now focus on that and the rest will take care of itself because we want to get a phone call when you're 95 to say you know i'm still living independently is because i was so fit when i was 40 um like we want that to come through and then the same thing with mobility like i want you to be able to like bend down and pick something up off the ground when you're when you're 90 because you've got good mobility um and because you've trained well with us as well you've got good strength across that mobility range um so like in the sessions we're focused on increasing range of motion around certain joints and we're going to diff take different approaches there's going to be stretch and there's going to be myofascial release which is what we uh like a complex term for massage basically where we're going to like use a lacrosse ball use a foam roller use a barbell any of these tools um to try and mobilize tissue around a joint and try and help you restore range of motion around that um i would say that like eight times out of ten we end up working a lot around the hips because that's where a lot of people have um, mobility restrictions. Uh, and that's, you know, as I was saying earlier, that's like, that's the re what results in, I would say, most back pain is, is tightness that's either on the, on the front or the back. Um, you know, is it in your hip flexors and your glutes? Um, is it down the sides of your hips? Is it, is it in, you know, your QL? And, you know, all these different muscles that attach to the, the hips 
you kind of treat them like the that's like the the root of all of these these muscle insertions and we want to try and make sure that they're all functioning well so that you're able to continue to do all the fun stuff in crossfit you know squat heavy run fast jump high all that kind of cool stuff uh but also that you don't end up getting back pain when you sit in the car for 10 hours driving down to meet family over christmas and that kind of thing like those are the those are the real, you know, those are the real shares. Like when you get out of the car at the end of a long journey and you feel like you you just want to, like you need to crack your knees and, you know, your um, your hips feel awful and your hip flexors feel terrible and you can't squat and it's, you know, trying to work on these things and maintaining them really well. So even if you feel like you're the most mobile person on the planet, you're still going to have to do maintenance. And I think like you, Ellie could attest to that. Oh, I'm such a good example of this. <laughs> I feel like for like literally the last like, 15 maybe more years i've just been like but i'm so flexible i don't need to do mobility <laughs> and then it turns out that you hit 30 <laughs> i think it's like and- yeah you, you you hit 30 but also like you're training real hard at the moment and you're training really specifically and i think that's you know- i also don't train flexibility anymore because i personally to me don't see the benefit like so the training that I did a lot when I was younger when I was at circus school was about increasing flexibility but actually it was being done in what I now with hindsight look at as being quite an unsafe way because I was increasing my flexibility but not building strength at the same time so I had all this flexibility but no no strength to back it up and so now I guess what I'm what I have spent the last five six years working on is having enough strength to uh, maintain that flexibility that I have. So I have the problem that some of you flexible folk will have that I struggle to maintain that tension at the bottom of my squat because I can just completely collapse into it. But that's useless to me if I want to be able to back squat 100 kilos. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that I can't and shouldn't still be training my, my mobility because that is, as to me, what is like... Uh, what's the right word for it like putting a, an egg in the bucket a chip in the bucket I, this isn't going well. <laughs> it's, put, it's, um, it's putting it's, money in the piggy bank yeah that's the right word right <laughs> it's like i i am like future proofing myself here i am uh like allowing myself to do more and like i am understanding what it's like to have a body that is now like getting a bit older yeah. and uh and how to combine training at the intensity that i want to train at uh with everything else that i need so (laughs) i i think like you know we we've kind of like we've touched on that that longevity element like the comfort element of just like not feeling restricted around joints like you don't want to feel like you've got you know restricted around joints now because it's not going to get better um you know if you and then if you want to think about it just on all in the short term and that's like how you want to do your motivation like if you want to be more efficient in all of your movement have better degrees of freedom around those joints like if you can really easily get into a solid front rack position and it's not restricted you're going to be more efficient going through like really fast power cleans you're going to be much easier squatting heavy front squats if you've got good solid front rack mobility if your ankles have got better range of motion you're going to have an easier time getting into your squat and you're not going to be fighting yourself to get down there so you're going to have much better efficiency and i think like if that's your if that's your focus, then that can be a great way to get yourself to work on your mobility and it'll pay its dividends in the future. Something like that maybe Rory's been chatting with people about in goal setting and maybe we'll chat about more in the future, but it's like, what are the things that you can do that are just going to get you 1% closer to your goals? And I would guess that there's almost no one in the gym that 
a little bit of mobility isn't going to get you 1% closer to your goals. Yeah, like a really good example today, we were in training, like all the coaches were in training um, and Izzy was working on her cleans. Now, Izzy teaches yoga, in case you didn't know. So Izzy is very flexible, okay? And that's kind of like what she works on. Um, But in the front rack, she's not that mobile. So she really struggles to hold a full grip of the bar whilst in that front rack position and actually was getting some discomfort down her arm from it today. Um, just as an, like, and that's an, like an important thing to understand is that even people who you think of as really flexible need to work on their mobility because when we want really specific demands from our body, like we want to be able to get into a good front rack position, then great, let's work on that mobility to be able to do it because it doesn't necessarily mean that just because we're flexible, we've got you know good mobility in every single one of our joints. Um, you know, for I can think of a lot of people who don't, who are quote unquote flexible, you know, they can touch their toes really easy. But actually, if you want to get, you know, really good front rack mobility, you know, I would say the gold standard for front rack mobility is a full grip of the bar, just like you're about to deadlift it, but you've got your elbows up and pointing forwards. Okay. And that nice wide grip, not many folk can do that. So I would say that every single person in the gym could have better front rack mobility. And if you've got better front rack mobility, I guarantee your shoulders are in a better place. So, you know, working on that efficiency and that ability to, to do these movements that we want to be able to work on in the future, um, is like totally worth it's like worth its weight. Um, the other side of that, and is if you're like, you know, I, I think this plays to the same sort of insecurities that insurance brokers play to like, you know, the reason people buy insurance is that fear of the unknown. I would say the fear of the unknown in terms of injury is a really, really, you know, use that if that's a motivator for you. Um, you know, you can look up just about any study um, about like say field sports, like really good examples like field sports and ankle mobility. If you have better ankle range of motion in all degrees of freedom. So think about all the ways your ankle can move. If you've got more range of motion in all of those, you decrease your risk drastically of rolling your ankle or having an ankle sprain or injury. Okay, so if you're someone who gets out in the field, shinty, football, rugby, whatever your whatever your field, or even just running off road. Okay, um, I mean running on road sometimes it's twigs, uh, but like if you run on uneven surfaces and anything like that, you're going to be served better in terms of your reduction of risk for ankle injury if you've got better ankle range of motion. Um, so I think like whatever in also the shoulders, like, you know, we, as people who are into CrossFit do a lot of work overhead. And if you think back across the whole of your life, what percentage of your life have you been working on overhead strength? Probably a relatively small amount of that. If you haven't been throwing and climbing, uh, and all that sort of stuff all the way through your, your childhood and all the way through into adulthood, chances are you've got a deficiency in mobility and strength. So as you're working on that and say you're starting to develop your kip swing, you're starting to work on muscle ups, you're starting to work on your pull ups. As we work on that strength element, a really important factor is to work on your shoulder mobility, starting to shore up in balances around the rotator cuff and making sure that you've got good range of motion so that when you want to jump into a kip and you're, you're going into it with a bit of welly, you're not just running up against the end of your mobility as soon as you butt up against that that's when things go a little bit awry um in the same way that someone who's got really you know restricted hips if they go into a heavy squat that weight might carry them down into an area that they don't have mobility in and once you're there the forces aren't going to be in the right place okay you're no longer going to have the force in your hips it's going to just shoot straight up into your back so these are really important things to think about like if you know your squat isn't the most beautiful could you work on it and make it better um and i really like 
you know, shout out to the people who I know they've got mobility restriction and are working on it hard. Like Duncan Lawson, I see you at mobility pretty damn regularly. And I know you didn't come in the most, most mobile and you may still not be the most mobile, but you've been working really hard on it. And it's really cool to see you like chucking heavier weights on the bar and being able to handle those because your mobility is better. You've got confidence in your movement. You're, you know, you're not in pain in any way and which is really cool to see. And it's cause you've like put the time in and put the effort in. Um, so yeah, mobility class is a really good example, like a really good opportunity to work on that. And it kind of plays to the same strengths as, you know, why you come to long term CrossFit class. Would you put yourself through, you know, a hundred pull-ups and running a mile and various other different things if you were on your own? No, probably not. And it's the same reason a lot of people don't work on their mobility regularly, even though they know they should. I mean, doctors still smoke, you know, people don't always take their own advice. Um, but if you, you know, if that really helps you to come along, work on that for an hour a week, that's an hour a week that you weren't already doing. That's a big improvement. Okay. That might be a massive improvement on how much mobility you're working on. And then if you can take things away from that, you're like, oh God, that stretch or that mobilization or that piece of massage really, really made my shoulder feel better or made my hips feel better. Great. Take that with you. Do it like five minutes every day. Um, and that would be what I would try and take from it. You know, Ellie mentioned GoWad, um, which is a mobility app. There are other, are other apps available. <laughs> That's just the one we use. Ellie doesn't work for the BBC. She's just putting that sort of like disclaimer. <laughs> She's, we're not, we're not, we're not, uh, we don't make any money off of GoWad, but um, it's a, it's a really good app for us because no one works on mobility with us. Uh, so it's like, you know, we always like to have, coaches um and this is just a really easy hack for us to be able to do that um that features mobility testing and then it creates a protocol for you to work on i wouldn't say it's the be all and end all i don't think it's necessarily the best but it gives you a way to create a, a daily practice around mobility um which is a way i would think about it like we've got daily tra- practice of training we train six days out of seven um five <laughs> hey six when we're doing well yeah. um and so like trying to match that with the daily practice of mobility, I think is a really worthwhile endeavor if you can make it happen. And if not, just come along to mobility on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. And if that hasn't persuaded you that <laughs> mobility is for you, then nothing ever will. <laughs> um, uh, quick shout out for some things that we've got going on. Most of these you've seen in the newsletter, but I know you don't all read that. So <laughs> another format. Uh, so we're starting our second teens class this week so we've got one on Wednesdays at 5 15 and one now on Fridays at 4 15 so two a week I guess the reason we really wanted to do that is we wanted to offer the teens uh the opportunity for a bit more consistency in their training rather than just trying to pack everything into one 45 minute session uh it means there's just space for more basically yeah. like in an ideal world we'd love to run teens every day of the week oh, but what a dream yeah one day teens weightlifting yeah, oh, one day, oh, one day. these so many good things. Um, but honestly, the the teenagers that come to that class like are amazing, and I am uh, so jealous of the fact that they're doing all this stuff when they're at the age that they're at. All the running, jumping, throwing, squatting—it's awesome. Yeah, it's absolutely. So, amazing. if you know any teenagers that might be interested, help us spread the word. That would be awesome. Um, Next up, we've got High Rocks on the 12th of November between 1 and 3 p.m. Can you explain a little bit about what High Rocks is? Yeah, so High Rocks um, is a fitness testing system. It's kind of like a competition, but you go along to test yourself. Now, they've kind of piggybacked a little bit on the popularity of CrossFit and functional fitness, um, but they're kind of aiming it more as like a, 
a physical fitness test that you might uh, more akin to what you might see in um like military settings that kind of thing um and it essentially consists of a buttload of running uh mixed in with various other things you've got some wall balls in there you've got some sleds and stuff like that in the proper pro test they're holding a big event down in glasgow um which I think is, it's in march 20 yeah. february or march 2023 uh, and that's gonna be their first one in scotland so they're yeah. doing like a tour of all the bot like well, not all of them. There's some select good ones, select good CrossFit boxes. We're actually so happy that they're coming up to us. Like, we're definitely the most northern and out of the way gyms, but it's pretty cool. That and they're... possibly smallest. <laughs> yes, and that too. Um, so, yeah, that's coming up. Um, if you haven't signed up for that already, get signed up. It's free if you use the code that's in the email. Um, and it'll just be a good laugh um, for all you people that love doing running and running. I was going to say, cardio. this workout is like the wheelhouse. Like, I'm thinking, like, tash ronan but i mean so many of you like this is you but you cardio bunnies are gonna love this. yeah right like it's awesome and um hopefully once we've done this we can get a big crew of us to go down to glasgow for the real deal which i'm a little nervous about because it's quite a lot of running for me but i i i can hack it we'll figure it out hey they allow plodding it'll be fine yeah um, and just to say that workout is 100 percent scalable like the workout you can see it's at up at the gym but like a hundred percent scalable if you have injuries issues no worries we'll sort it out just sign up come along it's going to be fun yeah uh and then next up on the 20th november between 2 and 4 p.m uh we've got lauren coming to work with us which is going to be really cool yeah so um i first met lauren when i was like 15 or 16 and she was the like super cool acrobat who'd like just graduated with her acro partner then and um honestly she's absolutely amazing and we've like since become really good pals and her partner aaron is in little top which is he's a juggler which is the circus show for babies that i've made um anyway she is originally from the black isle and her and aaron moved back up during covid uh and have stayed which is awesome and um so yeah she's coming to do acrobalance with us it's gonna be super fun so i did a session uh like i don't know the other side of the summer with everyone yeah uh and so now if i'm like the i don't know you're, you're you're like the um what is the caterpillar cake that aldi made oh my gosh yes that's exactly <laughs> yeah. it right she's the m&s version right? yeah. lauren is the the full-on m&s calling the caterpillar absolutely <laughs> and um so again super fun everybody will be able to take part acrobalance is essentially like us balancing it on each other in lots of different ways and honestly it's going to be such a fun opportunity to just use our fitness in a different way like crossfitters are freaking great at acrobalance yeah we so have strong yeah we have such a good starting point for it um because we're strong worries right uh which so many other people lack so i think it's gonna be wicked um it'll be a good laugh too i think most of the coaches are hopefully going to come along again uh so yeah get get signed up that's gonna be awesome yep uh and then after that we've got the weightlifting comp on the third yep so if for newer people this is for you as much as for everybody else so the way a weightlifting competition works is you get three opportunities to achieve your one rep max snatch uh, and then you get three opportunities to achieve your one rep max clean and jerk i'm just going to put a caveat in there you said one rep max for all those you might not hit a one rep max and actually in competitive weightlifting they a, don't. Lot, a lot of people don't hit their one rep max on stage they can hit heavier weights in training and then it's just about what they can do on stage because on stage is a little bit of pressure, okay? And that's kind of what we're looking to do is like, you know, you may come along to weightlifting every week, but put yourself under a little bit of pressure uh, and have a shot at hitting a heavy weight 
in a in like a slightly more pressurized environment okay that's not to mean it's going to be scary it's just like it's just an opportunity to try something different um those three attempts you want to go in there with a strategy like what your first weight's going to be wants to be something you're comfortable with and then you can try and go for something a little bit heavier and maybe make that hail mary pass at one route max yeah and i'm so excited like thinking of everyone who took part last year like seeing you guys lift again seeing if you can add whether it's a half a kilo to what you did last year or just do a squat clean rather than a power clean anybody um, <laughs> <laughs> um uh, i say that because we're all crossfitters so we love to power clean um yeah it's gonna be super fun Elsa's gonna be on hand for coaching once i know how many people are signed up we will put together a bit of a schedule for it and figure it out but that is always a highlight of the year um, and don't make us badger you to sign up. You know if you've been practicing and you've got stronger. You yeah. Sign up and get on it. Um, if you're like, going to weightlifting class, you, you need to yeah, sign up. It, you, you, you're not allowed to go to weightlifting week after week and not sign up to the weightlifting meet, which is at your gym, okay? Yeah. That's a bullshit thing to do. Sign up, get along there. Um, so that's Wednesday. Uh, sorry, Wednesday? Weightlifting uh, on the 3rd of December. And then the very next day, uh, yeah, a know. real a real sort of like change of tempo we're gonna have <laughs> yoga and christmas wreath making uh so fiona that is her name yep that is definitely fiona <laughs> i was just like i've known her for years too and i might have forgotten her. yeah so someone we used to train with across at glasgow um, yeah who does flower things uh arranging is arranging that yeah the official term yeah uh, anyway, so she is coming up. She's awesome. She's a CrossFitter. Um, she, if you look at the things she makes on Instagram, they're freaking beautiful. Um, it's just like cool, fun opportunity. Do some yoga. Be creative in the gym. We've got heating now, so it's going to be like oh, it's going to be bougie, yeah. Uh, and I think Izzy is getting food from KJ's too. So. Yeah, so that's going to be awesome. So sign up for that as well. That's in the event section as well oh, so, you'll yeah, be so well set up for christmas you'll have your new one rent max you'll have a christmas wreath for the door like yeah, and you'll be so mobile yeah <laughs> you'll be getting those presents out from under the tree without a creak from any ear joints um and uh, yeah i think that's pretty much it we'll announce the christmas schedule soon but christmas is on a sunday this year so it's pretty chilled yeah be able to keep going as normal yeah. for most of it i reckon yeah sounds good um Great. All right. Let's leave these guys <laughs> to their other listening. Enjoy your drive or whatever you're up to whilst you're listening to this. What are you doing while listening to this? Oh, let us know. And see you all on the box soon. Yeah. See you then. Bye, guys. Bye.